Day 315. Welcome to Word in 3D. We are promoting God's Word so that there won't be destruction. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. We are transforming our imagination and gaining eternal perspective by reading, reflecting, and praying God's complete word together. As Romans 12 and 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we just thank you for this day, God. We thank you for your love and your mercy and your kindness. Lord, there is none like you in all the earth. You are perfect in all your ways, Lord. Perfect in all your ways. And Lord, we put you above everything, God. We confess, Lord, that we need you. Lord, there is none like you. Lord, that um, we have gone astray. But Lord, you have brought us back. And we thank you for Jesus who, who has done that, Lord. Lord, we pray that our eyes and our ears will be open to your word, Lord, that we will hear your voice, that we would hear what you have to say, Lord, and that we will walk in your ways, Lord. Transform our hearts, renew our minds, renew, put a right spirit within us, Lord. Turn us away from unrighteousness, and Lord, let us walk into your path. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So today we are reading from Psalms 123, 1-4, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 39, and Ezekiel chapter 20, starting with verse 45, going to chapter 22, and ending at verse 22. Brother David, you want to kick us off with Psalms 123, verse 1-4? Reading from Psalms 123, 1 through 4. I lift up my eyes to you, to you whose throne is in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Have mercy on us, O Lord, have mercy on us, for we have endured much contempt. We have endured much ridicule from the proud, much contempt from the arrogant. Amen. Let's reflect on that. Psalms 123, verse 1 to 4, what stood out to you? What inspiration did you get from this passage and what type of instructions? Do we get from this passage? And David, you're kicking us off today, so uh yes. Okay. And very quickly I am reminded of the you know the 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 analogies that are being created here and, and, and you want to create some correlations. You know, it says from here. I like it goes from number two says as the eyes of a slaves look to the hand of their master or as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress. Um, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us mercy. Um, you know, we we create this this the servant and you know master relationship. Um, that is being created here, and and as the psalmist is, is 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 making sure that we know our place, but recognizing we are waiting on the Lord truly, and um, I think this reminds us that one, always remember who is your creator, and knowing that is always the key, and then two, remembering that you know waiting on the Lord is our duty, you know because you know we are his and and uh that's what i'm getting from that yes yeah, interesting that they use that 
metaphor or um that that illustration of our eyes mm-hmm. as a servant or slave looking towards God, you know, you know, that's I think that's very interesting, you know, that he used that type of language. Um in realizing our place, like you said, you know, sometimes we think we are we're the ones that are running things and it's really like Nah, we're not the ones that's running things. It's him that's running things. So as we go throughout life, as we're going throughout things that don't go our way, we're looking at God like, okay, what does this, what's what's the purpose? My dad always used to say, uh, don't ask God um, why. Uh, ask him what, you know, what am I supposed to do in this situation? It's not necessarily why am I going through this situation because that puts us in a position of like, just questioning him instead of saying, what, what do I need to do, you know, as a, as a servant and he's going to give us the way. Any other thoughts on this? Hey, praise God. I was really blessed by, um, I was really blessed just by that word till, you know, um, I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. As the eyes of a slave, look at the hand of the master. As the eyes of a female slave, look at the hand of the mistress. So our eyes look to you till he shows us his mercy. And just kind of that endurance, that patience, uh-huh. that reliance. It's not like, oh, you know, I'll try out these other things and I'll come try you out. And if you answer, then I'll go with yours. But if you know, you're too slow or you're not telling me what I want to hear, then I'll go find somebody who tell me what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, it says, no, I'm going to look to you until you show us mercy. I'm trusting and relying on you. All bets are off. I'm not trying to keep a backup plan. I don't have, you know, something mm-hmm. up my sleeve. I don't have, you know, an alternate. I'm waiting on you until you show mercy so just trying to emphasize that uh patience and endurance and i know in my personal experience sometimes god answers right away sometimes i gotta stay there at his feet for a while Uh sometimes i have to just hold on one of my pastors taught us that you know if you don't hear a new direction hold on to the last order that you got Uh keep on marching with that amen until his mercy is revealed to us wow that is some good stuff because you know why would we even go to another direction you know that is interesting that's that's very interesting that you know he he doesn't turn his eyes to another direction like he understands that there's nothing better there's nothing better to look towards except for what has been given that is a very Man, that's something to think about. Let's go back to uh, David. Yes, um, thank you for that. Um, I, I sort of want to even go a little, like I'm, I'm building off of what Aaron, uh, Brother Aaron's talking about. But even just in the last thing you said was talking about what I'm reminded by is that's, that's the chain of command. When you come into, when you deal with war, when you deal with soldiers and hierarchy, what you do is when you're waiting on the order, you 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 can't if you if you don't if you can't get the next order, you have to go back to the the the, the last order you had. You must fulfill that last order. That is the chain of command. You don't just now come up with your own thing. No, the last the direct order I gave you beforehand, even though you were waiting, you might say, look, you know, the enemy's coming here. We can't move. We're about to get this. No. If my original command was to keep moving forward, you're supposed to keep moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. You know, this is the recognizing that, once again, understanding your role and position and understanding the higher power and us recognizing the chain of command and, and recognizing that our superior officer, the ultimate officer, right, the ultimate general, always knows what's going on right Mm -hmm. the thing about it is that you know we i'm comparing this to war but i'm comparing this to to 
the mechanisms of man. Even man doesn't know what's going to occur. But the general we serve is the one who sets the pieces. He sets the board. So therefore, you know, he he knows what's going to occur regardless. And so therefore, following his original command is always going to put you in the, the right position. Uh-huh. We might not like it. We might have to endure. We uh-huh. might have to go under attack. But once again, he never puts us through anything that we will not survive to make it. Therefore, we can tell his story and, and to proclaim his glory. Yeah. Um, That's good. I think that we have a problem in America about that because we are very independent, you know, and ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I ain't going to fall in line to any un, under anybody, you know. I do my own thing, you know, in my own time way i want to do it you know and but there's a fault to that because you know when you're in war just like uh when they win the battle if people were standing shoulder to shoulder and they had each other back and they were following commands you know as a unit they would win the war no one would be lost because of that but if somebody was stepping out of line and out of order um you know they could lose the whole army they could be broken up because somebody wasn't following the chain of command as you said david and um yeah let's uh go to aaron this is the last one before we move on amen amen we build it this morning right so the general that sets all the pieces they also have a different perspective and a vision to what they're seeing the board to where they see things that we may not see right in front of us mm-hmm you know, we're talking about he's the general. He knows the end from the beginning. So in that piece, too, where, you know, I hear a command, but I think I got a better idea. Well, mm. calm down, Aaron, because you don't even know what the whole board looks like. You only see what's right in front of you, Aaron, and you want to make a decision based on that. But the Father God, he's given in order, considering all the different perspectives, mm-hmm. and it's going to put me in the position where I need to be. So remembering that to the vantage point that he has and where he sits, amen, told us right there in the beginning, he is seated, enthroned in heaven. Mm-hmm. He's in the highest heaven. And this is where he's, he's um, delivering his commands from. So he surely sees it all and I can wait on him knowing he's going to put me in the right position for the greatest good, for the greatest number. And that's, that takes trust. <laughs> that takes trust to know that he's got that, you know. That takes real trust. So, uh, man, David, would you uh, lead us in prayer just that we remember, retain, and live out this revelation? Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we come to you humbly. Our, our Father, Creator, Abba, the first and the last, Lord. You you are worthy to be praised, Lord, because you are the same God of yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. Lord, thank you for the this is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for delivering us the word so that we may see the truth and the light, Lord. Lord, today we're reading from Psalms and recognizing your reverence and your majesty to recognizing that when that we as your servants our job is to wait on you lord as the supreme chancellor you know what is going on at all times and for us to recognize that you are the master and we are and we are the servant and to wait on you lord and to have no malice in doing so and to do it with with, you know in, in the right spirit um always understanding that you know, Lord, regardless of the situation, regardless of where we may believe, it may end, you know, have us ending up. As my brother, uh, you know, Milan said, you know, it's not about saying why are we going through this, but more importantly, you know, what will I learn from this, Lord? What will occur to me that that will get me stronger? What should, what, what should I do in these moments? In my weakness as being human and being flesh, allow me to absorb and retain the, the, the messages and the, and, and the lessons that you're trying to teach me because all things happen for a reason through you, Lord. 
and for that, you know, we we once again humbly, you know, rejoice and are thankful for being your servants and being used as an instrument. Um, Lord, thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, going to 39. Aaron, would you lead us off on that? Hebrews chapter 10. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from the guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for we who promise, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, praise God, not giving up meeting together, as some of you are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone who deserves how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you endured in great conflict, full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You're, you suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions, amen. So don't, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And, but my righteous ones will live by faith and I take no pleasure in him who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, to those who have faith and are saved. Praise hey, God. Man. Let's reflect on that. What stood out? What inspiration do we get from this passage and what type of instructions do we get from this passage of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 39? Um, yes, this is powerful, um, obviously, but, uh, um, you know, I think this is encompasses a lot, but, um, there's certain verses I would go to, you know, first I would go to, you know, 23, it says, let us hold, um, swervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful, right? Let's recognize that the God we serve who set this all up, you know, makes promises and is always faithful to them, right? boom sort of set of instruction we go to like 25 like let us not give up no another toward love let's spur our brothers toward love and good deeds and let us not give up on meeting each other right um let's do the right thing right but recognize that you know and go to 36 you need to persevere so that when mm -hmm. you have done the will of god you will receive what he has promised for in just a little while he who is coming will come 
and will not delay, but my righteous ones will live by faith. And we and and if he shrinks back, we will not be pleased. You know, I think you know we're just pushed to recognize that um, this is the life of what we are. We we know we have been, you know, you know we were bruised by his iniquities and 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 by his stripes we're healed. We know that we have to suffer, but recognize that we're suffering, knowing that our bodies and our flesh are merely vessels and it's our spirits and our souls that will endure uh-huh. in eternity with our father and to recognize that and, and, and to recognize that, you know, this comes with persecution, uh-huh. with reproach and that the world, the world will reject us because we are following him, you know, and many times in the scriptures we're, we're reminded that, you know, we can't be double-minded you can't serve two masters recognize us that when we are serving him you can only serve him alone and uh and to recognize that when god comes he he is going to recognize and that it's not going to be easy his followers yeah yeah and his followers recognize his followers truly um Mm -hmm. for what they've done and what they didn't do as well amen we have to stick with it as someone once said, the success of a postage stamp is that it sticks with the envelope till it gets to its destination. And so it's like the same thing. We have to stick with it until we get to our destination. Let's go to Aaron. Hey, that's good, man. That's a good example, you know, considering things that you know you got to see it through the whole way, right? Like if you don't complete it, it would be all for naught. How you talked about with yeah. the postage stamp praise god yeah that's good um yeah the 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 thing that's coming to mind for me i'm encouraging i'm inspired around this idea of just really staying the course um you know opening up we see that we have a new confidence we're we're re-energized we're refocused we are empowered um stay the course with this new covenant that we've been given um, if you continue sinning, if you, if you get on course, you know, and you have, uh, the, the course charted out before you and you're given instructions for how to march, and then you go aside anyway, there's nothing left that can make this right. Uh-huh. You'll always end up having to repent and come back to the Lord Jesus. We don't find Jesus and say, eh, I'm sick of this. I'm trying to go on to the next thing. There is no next thing. <laughs> Jesus is the way. Mm-hmm. stay the course you know we we preached the sermon said and there is no updates to jesus ain't no jesus 2.0 there is one jesus who died once and for all for everyone mm-hmm. um so once we get on track with him hallelujah if we're granted a gift of repentance that we stay the course um with him and and that last part you know uh we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed hallelujah but to those who have faith and are saved amen so i just, I just bless god stay the course stay the course not, not going to be easy but stay the course get around some brothers and sisters that are spurring you on to love and good deeds to help right. you stay the course don't stop right meeting with people don't start isolating yourself yes. you know what I mean? stay the course keep right. showing up ask for prayer encourage yeah. one another um yeah. and press forward you know we in this together yes amen that is so true it's like we cannot give up and this is telling us to stick with it persevere because nothing good comes out of starting something and then quitting it and then you Mm -hmm. have to pick up back again and then it's just like just keep going and keep following that path that god has put us on you know uh and as it relates to faith you know I mean, any other thing, too, that we deal with, even in the secular realm, it's like we have to give our full attention and devotion to it in order to see it start up and start start going. Like you think about businesses or, you know, any other enterprise, it's like in order for it to work the right way, you have to be um, devoted pretty much to that thing. Um, I remember somebody writing a book called The Power of One Thing, you know, um, and how when a person is focused on that one thing and that talent, it actually 
people start to recognize it and they, they start to hire them for that one thing and they become successful um, by going, you know, miles deep in an in a inch wide, you know, by digging deep into that niche and then becoming the best at that. And so everybody wants them because they're the best at that. So, but spiritually speaking, it's like there's only one God, one way to salvation and uh, sticking with Jesus that's what we got to do. Any other thoughts on this? Dave, you got your hand up. Let's go to you. Okay, I'm going to pass to my fiance. All right. Good morning, guys. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What up, Mo? Let's go, Mo. Good morning, guys. Um, So the verse that standing out to me is 23. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promises faithful. Um, this is just standing out to me, the word hope. And, and um, just a, another reminder to me to hold on, hold on to to that hope you know to hold on to the promises that he made and um and just the, you know the verses that follow um the, the instruction he gives us so that we to help us not lose that hope um it's just so instructive and in, in how he's just he's telling us all of these ways because if when we lose hope we're quiet we're silent we're distant um, we're not growing um, when we lose that hope. So just just the, for me, it's a reminder to hold on to the hope that we profess. So we hope in God. We have faith. Um, but to have that hope means that we're not quiet. We're not still. We're not silent. We're not alone. We're, we're in fellowship with one another. Um, and like the, the message in the message, it says that, um, let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, um, especially as we see the big day approaching, you know, um, kind of paraphrasing that. But um, so that's that's the instruction um, and thing that stood out to me. Hope. Wow. Really? Amen. Uh, thank you for sharing that. That's, you know, it has me to think about, too, is like. How do you hold on to hope? How do you keep holding on, you know, when the things before you and the things in your face are telling you that you cannot go on, you know? Um, I think that's the big reason why we do this devotion in the morning. That is the big reason to remember what the promises are, what the hope is that we have in Christ, you know, no matter what things, if we don't get this in first, then we will, we will forget you know, the promises that we have, you know. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Let's uh, go to prayer. And uh, David, you want to pass it or you can pray? I'll pass it to um, Brother Aaron. All right. Praise God. Father, you are great and greatly to be praised. Yes, Lord. Lord God, surely you, the, the one that created the good work in us, that started good work in us, will see it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Father, as you're calling us to, to stay committed to you, unswervingly, Father, un, with no wavering, Lord, and even if we're, we're having times of um, fear or angst or discomfort, Father, just remind us to know that you are near to the brokenhearted. Father, and you're close to the one who, whose spirit feels crushed. Father, we can turn to you for support, no matter what we have going on. So I pray, God, that we would just remember and retain that you surely are faithful to us and you're calling us to be faithful to you. I pray that you would help us to remember and retain to, to um, get people around us and get around people that are building us up in you, that are encouraging us in you. Father, we need you for these things, and we ask that you would send these people into our lives and that you would help us remember, Lord, who you are, what you're doing in and through us. Give us strength and perseverance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Ezekiel chapter 20, 
starting with verse 45, going to chapter 22, and ending at verse 22. And it did not play. And that's okay. <laughs> Let's go back. Forgot to drop it in there. One second. Drop it like it's hot. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. That's some Hallelujah. good stuff. Hallelujah. Michael, you want me to read? You want somebody to read? I, I got it. It's, it's going to be real quick. It's in here. Okay. Yeah, it's just... Uh, Praise God. Drop it in there. All right. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face toward the south. Preach against the south and prophesy against the forest of the southland. Say to the southern forest, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am about to set fire to you and it will consume all your trees, both green and dry. The blazing flame will not be quenched and every face from south to north will be scorched by it. Everyone will see that I, the Lord, have kindled it. It will not be quenched. Then I said, Ah, sovereign Lord, they are saying of me. Isn't he just telling parables? The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against Jerusalem and preach against the sanctuary. Prophesy against the land of Israel and say to her, This is what the Lord says. I am against you. I will draw my sword from its sheath and cut off from you both the righteous and the wicked. Because I am going to cut off the righteous and the wicked, my sword will be unsheathed against everyone from south to north. Then all people will know that I, the Lord, have drawn my sword from its sheath. It will not return again. Therefore groan, son of man, groan before them with broken heart and bitter grief. And when they ask you, why are you groaning? You shall say, because of the news that is coming, every heart will melt and every hand go limp. Every spirit will become faint and every knee will be wet with urine. It is coming. It will surely take place, declares the sovereign Lord. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy and say, this is what the Lord says. A sword, a sword, sharpened and polished, sharpened for the slaughter, polished to flash like lightning, Shall we rejoice in the scepter of my royal son? The sword despises every such stick. The sword is appointed to be polished, to be grasped with the hand. It is sharpened and polished, made ready for the hand of the slayer. Cry out and wail, son of man, for it is against my people. It is against all the princes of Israel. They are thrown to the sword along with my people. Therefore beat your breast, testing will surely come. And what if even the scepter, which the sword despises, does not continue? declares the Sovereign Lord. So then, son of man, prophesy and strike your hands together. Let the sword strike twice, even three times. It is a sword for slaughter, a sword for great slaughter, closing in on them from every side, so that hearts may melt and the fallen be many. I have stationed the sword for slaughter at all their gates. Oh, it is made to flash like lightning. It is grasped for slaughter. Slash to the right, you sword, then to the left, wherever your blade is turned. I too will strike my hands together, and my wrath will subside. I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, mark out two roads for the sword of the king of Babylon to take, both starting from the same country. Make a signpost where the road branches off to the city. Mark out one road for the sword to come against Rabbah of the Ammonites, and another against Judah and fortify Jerusalem. For the king of Babylon will stop at the fork in the road, at the junction of the two roads, to seek an omen. He will cast lots with arrows. He will consult his idols. He will examine the liver. Into his right hand will come the lot for Jerusalem, where he is to set up battering rams, to give the command to slaughter, to sound the battle cry, to set battering rams against the gates, to build a ramp and to erect siege works. It will seem like a false omen to those who have sworn allegiance to him, but he will remind them of their guilt and take them captive. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Because you people have brought to mind your guilt by your open rebellion, revealing your sins in all that you do, 
Because you have done this, you will be taken captive. You profane and wicked prince of Israel, whose day has come, whose time of punishment has reached its climax, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Take off the turban, remove the crown. It will not be as it was. The lowly will be exalted, and the exalted will be brought low. A ruin, a ruin, I will make it a ruin. The crown will not be restored until he to whom it rightfully belongs shall come. To him I will give it. And you, son of man, prophesy and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says about the Ammonites and their insults. A sword, a sword, drawn for the slaughter, polished to consume and to flash like lightning. Despite false visions concerning you and lying divinations about you, it will be laid on the necks of the wicked who are to be slain, whose day has come, whose time of punishment has reached its climax. Let the sword return to its sheath, in the place where you were created, in the land of your ancestry. I will judge you. I will pour out my wrath on you and breathe out my fiery anger against you. I will deliver you into the hands of brutal men, men skilled in destruction. You will be fuel for the fire. Your blood will be shed in your land. You will be remembered no more. For I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, will you judge her? Will you judge this city of bloodshed? Then confront her with all her detestable practices and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. You city that brings on herself doom by shedding blood in her midst and defiles herself by making idols. You have become guilty because of the blood you have shed and have become defiled by the idols you have made. You have brought your days to a close and the end of your years has come. Therefore, I will make you an object of scorn to the nations and a laughingstock to all the countries. Those who are near and those who are far away will mock you, you infamous city full of turmoil. See how each of the princes of Israel who are in you uses his power to shed blood. In you, they have treated father and mother with contempt. In you, they have oppressed the foreigner and mistreated the fatherless and the widow. You have despised my holy things and desecrated my Sabbaths. In you are slanderers who are bent on shedding blood. In you are those who eat at the mountain shrines and commit lewd acts. In you are those who dishonor their father's bed. In you are those who violate women during their period when they are ceremonially unclean. In you, one man commits a detestable offense with his neighbor's wife. Another shamefully defiles his daughter-in-law. And another violates his sister, his own father's daughter. In you are people who accept bribes to shed blood. You take interest and make a profit from the poor. You extort unjust gain from your neighbors, and you have forgotten me, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will surely strike my hands together at the unjust gain you have made and at the blood you have shed in your midst. Will your courage endure or your hands be strong in the day I deal with you? I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. I will disperse you among the nations and scatter you through the countries, and I will put an end to your uncleanness. When you have been defiled in the eyes of the nations, you will know that I am the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, the house of Israel has become dross to me. All of them are the copper, tin, iron, and lead left inside a furnace. They are but the dross of silver. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you have all become dross, I will gather you into Jerusalem. As silver, copper, iron, lead, and tin are gathered into a furnace to be melted with a fiery blast, so will I gather you in my anger and my wrath and put you inside the city and melt you. I will gather you and I will blow on you with my fiery wrath and you will be melted inside her. As silver is melted in a furnace, so you will be melted inside her, and you will know that I, the Lord, have poured out my wrath on you." Again, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man. All right, that is Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 45 to 22. And in that verse 22, what stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? Yeah, so um, incredible. Um, you know, when we when we look back and, and read the Old Testament once again, just being reminded of of God and 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 truly what it means to be a father. What it means that you have to have many faces sometimes because um, you know you need your children to learn. Um, 
but here you know i i found very a lot of these uh you know using these parallelisms um god is really wants not only to let us know you're wrong but because you 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 defied me against my laws and you look to man you were trying to appease man not only will you will i you know will i discipline you for that now you will be you will be mocked by the same man that you were you were trying to get his praise mm-hmm. and i feel that he's repeating this throughout this whole part so i part i say the first part will be on you know verse 20 um you know chapter 20 on um, 48 everyone will see that um i scorched by it everyone will see that i the lord have kindled it and it will not be quenched making sure you know that um you know everyone will know that i did this right the next part i will say on 21 5 then all the people will know that the lord have drawn my sword from the scabbard and it will not return again right Another part he goes in is, um, uh, it's, I guess on 21, um, the end of 32, you will be remembered no more for I, the Lord, have spoken. Um, 22, therefore I will make you an object of scorn to the nations and the laughing stock to all the countries. You know, why? why is this? why is god making this clear to us right why does he want us to recognize he's making us recognize that you know we when you go against him when you're going against your creator the the problem is you think you know better and if you knew better you do better but you're going to do this to try to rise up so others may see you in a certain light now he's saying okay because of this not only am i going to defile you now you will face reproach beyond belief and now you will be mocking you have to be put down by your own brethren uh-huh. so to recognize how bad you have fallen and how uh-huh. far you have fallen from the tree um i just think that god is truly wants us to recognize that i will mock you among your peers the people you respect will see you in your filth and to see you low. And that's the way you will learn more. Not only will you be ashamed alone, but you will be ashamed in public. Yeah. And 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 that's what we were that's what was necessary. And this is definitely a example, like a sign for us, so that we don't go down that path. You know, when we see these things happen, it's like take note because you know, as we was talking about in the beginning of this word in 3D, is like looking to God for our salvation, looking to God for our deliverance, not looking at other places. And these people had looked other places in order to find their salvation, kind of like looking for, a, a, you know, when you're married, you look, you're looking, you're committing adultery, looking in other places to fulfill a, a intimate need. And that's what these people were doing. You know, instead of going to their husband, their God, you know, they were going, they were first committed idolatry, which is like, you know, that's, that's like idolatry, basically. And then they were doing bloodshed. You see the extortion was happening. They weren't um, treating their neighbor right. They were doing all these detestable practices that were serving other gods. And it's like, they thought that this was going to get them somewhere. They thought that this was going to uh, lift them up to the heavens. They thought that their uh, idolatry, you know, even though it felt good at the moment, like, yeah, quick little gain right there. Oh, I just got some unjust gain. Oh, that felt good, you know. But at the end, it's like a, a bad drug, you know. It leaves you in a worse place than where you started, you know. It gives you a little high at first. You think you're doing good, but then... Whoosh, cuts your cuts the feet from right from under you you know you're addicted to it you're it's, it's taking more than than it's giving you you know uh another thought let's go back to david um yeah um i was just going to piggyback i guess that since david was talking um what stood out to me is i first got in 20 and he said that um, um, sorry. 
he's talking about um, the fire and it will consume um, all your trees, both green and dry. So I was thinking about, you know, both green and dry and how that means, you know, the, the vines that have been dried and withered, but as well as the green vines and green branches that are still growing, that are strong. And that, you know, this Old Testament, you know, it's just, for me, I'm seeing how he's saying this is going to be for the righteous and the wicked. Yeah. You know, his lesson and, yeah. and the justice that he's that he's handing out, the um, consequences, it's so like you know harsh but it was it was what was needed at that time and um and i and i'm just obviously this is the old testament but you know when they say now why do good things happen bad things happen to good people Uh you know everything happens according to his will and being righteous doesn't mean that we are exempt from um you know his, his wrath and mm-hmm. his power um, and the things that he gives us throughout our life to make us stronger. Um, yeah, that's interesting because yeah. you think about these people are in it together. It's like even though they're mm-hmm. righteous people in this city, mm-hmm. you know, um, God's wrath, you know, when it comes... It's like it's about to take out the righteous and the wicked. And so it really shows us, you know, what our neighbor does is uh, just as important to what we're doing. You know, is, you know, and, and I think when Je- especially when Jesus came, Jesus came to take away the wrath of God from us. So it really shows us that we don't fear the devil. We don't fear the devil. We don't fear what he can do. It's really we fear God because God is the one that can throw us into hell and destroy our souls and so it's like understanding that there's an element of god that is uh he deals with sin and he wipes it away and you know we we need to make sure like hey if we don't have the blood of jesus on our doorposts you know when 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 the death angel comes you know we're gone as well and thank God for Jesus because he, he takes away the wrath of God from our lives. Let's go to uh, Lawrence and then Aaron. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. <clears throat> Man, this is, this, is, this is good. This is good. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just reminded from those same verses that Monique was talking about, as well as um, I think a little bit right after that, you know, like I'm about to set fire to you and it, and it will consume all your trees and all, all this stuff. Um, even before that, him just talking about how they like, like yesterday, you know, reading earlier in this, just talking about how they, how y'all just kept messing up and like um, uh, desecrating the Sabbath, you know, um, a time to, that I gave for to you um, and how important that time is, how it helps to recalibrate um, and show a reflection of my relationship with you that, you know, you trust me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so just looking at, uh, uh, chapter 20, verse 48, you know, it says, everyone will see that I, the Lord have kindled it and it will not be quenched. He says that several, several times that everyone will see that I, the Lord, um, um, and um, that just stuck out to me because um, he's not necessarily saying that for for himself, you know. He's saying that for on the behalf of all of us, you know. Um, there there was the verse yesterday where he was saying like, um, so that not just that he's not saying it just so that the Israelites will see but that everybody will see, you know, uh-huh. um, it, it, it's like, it doesn't matter if, um, if God can, or he can't do something, it's about, you know, uh, because he did, and he was doing, and he so much in his heart loves us so much that he wants to do, and he will, but he's like, man, I won't, you know, what, what general, what general, you know, 
there are things where if you don't if you don't obey commands or if you don't know um you know exactly what to do but mm-hmm. you go in the exact opposite you retreat or you run when you know you're supposed to be attacking mm-hmm. like they will kill you. you your own people will kill you you know it's like and so mm-hmm. um, and it's like why is that in the first place because they know if you're not running in the right direction, you, you're going to cause a lot of other people to, to fall as well. Because like, like, yeah. and it's, it's crazy because wicked and righteous, they will fall. Like if you're, if you're weak, if your army is weak and you go into battle or if one person is weak in there and they're not living up to that, that, that standard is like, it can put je- in jeopardy everybody else. Um, everybody, man, whether the choice they make or whether, I can't allow your fear to to affect those closest to you. Yeah. For them to for them to get fear too. I can't allow I can't allow your folly to uh, uh, put somebody else's life in danger because you're not playing your position in the whole thing. I can't. I mean, the the list goes on. Yeah. It, it's like and well, we rem- don't see it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I gotta take I gotta take y'all out. Like you don't see the bigger picture like I do. Mm-hmm. You won't bigger picture like i do but yeah but that's true we got a little bit more time but let's get to aaron real quick aaron had his hand up let's uh jump to them hey praise god thank you um yeah this was kind of what what uh lawrence is starting to get into a little bit but this was what was on my heart from from reading this is it's this thing that you know (laughs) He told us exactly what he was going to do and he did it and he told us exactly why mm-hmm. and he didn't pull any punches and he kept everything up front and to me that's that's evidence of that's just such strong leadership i'm gonna tell y'all exactly what's gonna happen and if you know people don't do what they got to do i'm gonna do what i said i'm gonna do and to lawrence's point it wasn't just for him it wasn't just for his people to see everybody's gonna see this and i'm blessed by that because if you have a leader or a disciplinarian that hits you with empty promises, eventually you're going to start looking at them like the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. I know you running your mouth, you got a bad bark and all that, but you don't have any bite. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that. And I'm also reminded that this is true history. This isn't like a story. This isn't like some, you know, some some allegories or some things to like help get us to think about what's going on. No, this is history. This is what happened, you know, to our in our spiritual legacy and our spiritual history. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that and seeing that, you know, and knowing that, yes, now God moves in a different way. Amen. We're in a dispensation of grace, but he still has that same power. Amen. And he's going to come back and move in that way again, all in due time. Mm-hmm. when he sees right so i'm just blessed that he makes it real clear what he um expects from us and what we can expect from him that that he did it for everyone to see mm-hmm. um and that we know that this is true history these are not you know kind of fabrications this is not fiction this is true story praise god wow and it's good you know i'm reminded even what david uh was being you know cursed by Jemiah, uh when he was getting ran out of the kingdom he was being cursed and he realized that it was god that was a he was like i'm not going to stop this guy from cursing me because maybe it's god causing this dude to curse me and maybe i'll find some mercy you know uh, after this you know and so we got to realize that yeah god uses enemies even our enemies to to make us right <laughs> you know uh let's go to david yeah sorry you know you know um monique reminded me a part it was crucial though is that you know how we t- talked about like even the righteous will will go and sometimes you know you reminded that sometimes you're like well i'm good mm-hmm. as long as i do my part i'm good no. And, 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 no. and that's not and that's not even crazy to think that way. Mm-hmm. But then when you recognize the bigger picture, I think we're reminded that what is what is it to be good alone? 
when you when your brother when your brothers are 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 are, are basically doing bad all around you that means that your 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 unwillingness to lift your brother up so we can't be we can't be righteous alone you have to be righteous in the face of your brother be willing to chastise your brother be willing to push your brother to do the right thing because guess what in the end of the day we are all this in the same family yeah and that is the key so it's not enough to be good alone but to be good in the face of your brother show him what's right tell him what he's doing is wrong and remind him god is watching us mm -hmm. it's a responsibility that we are a brother's keeper and as a reminder too like martin luther king said you know we we either get along as brothers and sisters or we perish as fools or we all perish as fools so this is a group project God got us on. And yeah, though I do my part, you know, if the other person ain't doing their part as well, then when we're judged as a team, you know, as humanity, as like, okay, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, God does judge us each man according to, to what he has done. But there's, there's like a level here that this is illuminating to us to where it's like, man, you know, there is still some kind of group responsibility that we do have with each other, you know. And if 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 my brother's not doing well, I, I need to lift him up. And if I'm not doing my part, then I need to make sure I'm understanding that I am causing something to be going wrong in their life as well. So it's like a it's like we're in this together. We're tied together in this in this fate. You know, it's not like I'm just all alone. In this thing by myself you know it's like we we have to work together some way somehow in order for us to rise together as a people you know and so that is a that is a deep lesson um amen let's uh let's close in prayer it was there anything else we got like a one quick minute um but i was just going to um point out in twenty one twenty six another thing that I saw was the lowly will be exalted and vice versa. You know, he's saying take off your royal crown, no more business as usual. Um and th that that pointed out, you know, like the last will be first, the first will be last type of theory. You know, mm -hmm. the underdog will promote it and the top dog will be demoted. Mm -hmm. um, he's saying we can't keep going on that way. We have to hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let's go into prayer. And I just ask God to help us to have a deeper revelation of this as we go throughout today. Um, dear Heavenly Father, God, you, you really showed us, God, that we need to be responsible for each other, God, that we don't need to just live life as we're in some type of um, cave alone. But Lord, and then especially that we need to stick with doing good. We need to spur each other on with your works, God, and not get tired, not get worn out, but keep moving forward. Even when things get hard, keep moving forward, stick with the words, stick with being, doing the best that, that we can, Lord, and let you handle the rest. Lord, we pray that we just continue to keep our eyes on you uh, like a slave looks to the to the master lord it's like there's no other way to get this done if we deviate we're only setting ourselves back but lord let us move forward by keeping our eyes on you and taking step by step forward to what is right and what is good and what is perfect because god you are perfect you are the one that knows the whole picture and let us let's stay in step with you lord no matter what our emotions are saying no matter what the world is saying, Lord, it's ultimately what you have spoken that prevails. So, dear Heavenly Father, I pray for each of us right now that we would be just filled with the Holy Spirit to walk in righteousness, to walk out, and to talk to our brothers and sisters in love to help them come up to a level so where we all can do well together. And Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining Word in 3D. Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also reject you as my priest because you have ignored the law of your God. 
I also ignore your children. So our purpose here is to promote the word of God so people won't be destroyed. And uh, that's what we got to do. We got to reach out to our brothers and sisters and tell them the word. So uh, it's not just something where we're just being righteous on our own. You know, our righteousness comes from Christ. We got to relate that to the rest of the world and really show that love. Um, so, yeah, appreciate y'all coming in. It's always a great conversation. Thank you, uh, those who contribute and support Word of 3D. If you would like to contribute, you can go to MikeSolo.com support. But this is Word in 3D. And we're going deep. God bless. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>